My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Good evening, Khuyanand, Mulwani, and a hearty welcome to the Shahida Kali show. This part, of course, is called VOC SOS Helpline with Shahida Kali. And in this case, I speak with you as a registered clinical psychologist. So the, the purpose and the reason for this program is to have you to contact me either via phone or SMS and ask or comment whatever is in your heart that might be a difficulty that you are experiencing. Um, you're welcome to let me know, ask me about it, and we will respond in the best of way. The SMS number is 47913. The telephone number is 21 3530 that gets you live on the air. What we try and ask is please not at any time in this program do you not, please do not mention your name or any names or institutions or organizations so that we can remain completely confidential and that, you know, no one gets a sense of who it is who is speaking um, because we want to work highly confidentially so and and protect that of you and for you as much as um, possible. I know that I've actually received some SMSs. One SMS that I've received, and I'm not entirely sure that I'm reading it and understanding it correctly, but and I'm going to read it to you as I've received it. It says, why are the ladies in Parda so the same as other ladies without Parda? It's just all about the money and good looking. Yours is the person. And I have to say thank you very much for the, for the SMS. I'm not sure, you know, is the money making of looking good? Is that the issue? Um, you know, that people will have to buy that which they perhaps use to beautify themselves if someone is in parda these days you have designer models of pardas and you can go and buy it in paris you know that's what's happening but i think the very essence for me is why are the ladies in parda so the same as other ladies without parda what really is the essence of that is to say we will be ladies in or out of parda we're still ladies so ladies will like for themselves certain things um, and and also will respect that there are others who might like different things. So I think the whole idea is to respond to the SMS to say when people, people have likes 
for themselves. And I suppose we should respect that. You know, um, whether the person is in Parda or not in Parda is a decision the person makes for themselves. And for us as ladies, um, and perhaps the reference is made to Muslim ladies, it's important for us to respect whatever the decisions that someone else, another lady makes. And even if you disagree with it, can you disagree with it? within the the ambit of how Islam asks of us to disagree. So we are entitled to disagree, but we have to disagree very respectfully. Um, again, the issue of ladies are the same inside or outside of Parda is actually a fact because the, the main part of that is it is a lady, whether she's in Parda or out of Parda. If she loves looking beautiful, and that would mean different things for different people, um, you know, then one has to look at that and respect it. If there are things that you don't agree with, perhaps, and, and perhaps this is someone you know, then it is, if you feel you need to speak with a the person, then do, you know. The, the important thing is we are guided to be respectful in our in, when we differ and we are also guided to speak nicely we have to speak well and even if someone is doing something wrong when you reprimand someone you are supposed to hold the heart of the person who is doing something wrong you have to you are supposed to consider how does it feel when I reprimand or I guide the person who has done something perhaps an error in judgment or has done something wrong so so just kind of, I think it, this SMS brought up a lovely opportunity for us to speak about how are we and how do we interact, you know, with others and particularly when we disagree with what they're doing. We also have a right to our opinion. I'm hoping that I've responded, you know, in a way that was helpful to that SMS. I've had many other SMSs, but, you know, here's one that I'd like to go to. I met a girl through a friend, but she doesn't seem interested. How would I know if she likes me? Family pressure to marry as I'm 31 and getting old. Oh, my word, you're still a baby. 31 is so young. <laughs> but shukran for the SMS. And um, it's great that you messaged. I think if you're really interested and perhaps it's difficult for you to speak with the lady, but if your family is family who knows the family of the lady, perhaps sometimes that's a way of finding out. So I can ask my sister to ask the sister of the other of the lady whether she would be interested or not. And so in that way, we kind of get a sense of, you know, am I going to be rejected if I put my my feelings um, and make it clear you can do that but then it depends on the circumstances how are you going to do it when you will do it in which way will you do it will there be others present um, you know so you have to think this whole situation through you have to think of your own context the, the, the ladies context 
what would be um, religiously and what would be culturally correct, for example. And so you in giving all of those things consideration and then, you know, go ahead and and find out if you really like someone, don't stand back do something about it make the plan now um, look at different options open to you and then you look at how will I prioritize what will probably be the best option at this time so even if it is elders speaking or sisters speaking around the person if you feel it might be difficult to to approach her directly and inshallah I wish you well um, I understand when family says oh you should get married because they excited for you to get married which is which is lovely 31 is a lovely age to consider marriage it certainly is not getting old you're very far from getting old um, so don't be pressurized to the point that it will make you make a choice you wouldn't have made if you didn't think that you were getting older um, you know choose well know yourself know what you'd like um, and then you know see whether the person matches you and you match the person's needs as well um, you know look at the things that sometimes we do not look at enough is goodness caring softness gentleness truthfulness integrity ethics moral behavior boundaries those are critically important things to look at for yourself as a person and also at the other person's sense of, of self and sense of boundaries and values if you are getting married to someone whose value system is different to yours it will mean that you will have challenges that you will have to deal with all marriages have challenges but if one chooses well it helps a lot it's often you know this whole thing of of um, when families uh, will recommend and put together people how very very often it's been the most successful and of course you know that you have a right to agree or not to agree so one has to do it very gently and has to do it with the utmost regard and respect for both people who are involved and both sets of parents and both sets of families as well so for now we need to go to commercial news when we come back we will continue with the program voc sos my radio station your radio station our radio station the voice of the cape Shahida Kali and we are in the program called VOC SOS Helpline with Shahida Kali and I mention that because I then respond as a registered clinical psychologist. I have a thought to share. You know the when Tukasada <laughs> of which I'm a part of <laughs> when you when a potential friend came to the house 
your father would come in and say, who are you and who is your family? And what do you do? And what comes to Jai? And, you know, and it's really, and it was hectic. And my thoughts are, and it was good. Because when you married a lady, you knew who it madam opas for die buta. Because he will make it clear. And mors nirk jai my daughters a live op dan mark ik dit 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 met jou. Now I'm, I'm saying that because of the amount of deception and betrayals and treating women badly in marriages and I'm now not speaking about the other side of males also being treated badly. I'm just focusing in this instance on the multiple SMSs that I'd received about women saying I'd onder my uitgeloop, uit my gelos met die kinders, ek het klein kindertjies, um, nou wil hy weer terugkom, um, I will, you know, we must make as if nothing happened, he had an affair, he did this, he's on social media, and the story just continues. I'd like to very humbly say to these ladies, you have to think very, very carefully what it is that you need from your husband that allows you to restart this marriage. Because if you go back or take him back and no changes have happened, if you put a recipe in a pot, you're going to get one type of food. If you put the same recipe in the pot, you get the same type of food. And it is something the ladies need to think about. They need to think about what am I going to, what is it that I, that I need from my husband? When we reunite, it's wonderful to reunite. I'm the first to say people can change, but people need to change for themselves. If someone is, you know, this is when people say, it changed for two weeks and it back to normal. That's because there was imposed change. It's like, it changed because it changed. Of my man, my partner, it changed. Change has to come because the person feels what they're doing is not right. It's not the better thing. It's not right to betray your husband or your wife. It's not right to tell lies. It's not right to deceive them. It's not right to have relationships on social media and and what's at Facebook and WhatsApp and BBM and Instagram and you name it. It's not right to do that. It's not right to say, but I'm only having a friendship. It's not right to do that because it's putting this marriage at risk. But beside that, it is not holding the heart of your husband or your wife. If your wife says to you, I don't want you to speak with Hasina and Halima and Fatima and Amul Dai conversations and answer your aunt up your phone, but you pray next with me and you help you for me and you come in me and you soon as me for me. Does that sound right? It isn't right. Whether it's the woman or the man doing it, it isn't right. And my thoughts are, you know, we've got to stand up and think about what we're doing. Because what is happening is it's being normalized. It's, it's like, 
you know, but it's okay. It's okay for me to chat. It's okay for me to chat on and on and on for two, three, four hours. And then I do not speak with my wife or my husband, you know. So we need to really think when you are considering to take your husband back and restart this marriage, it is it is helpful to have a conversation with your husband and make a list of the things that you feel will be helpful for change. Things you feel you need to change, things he need to change. He can also bring a list and say, this is what I need from you. I must just share this with you. One of the things that, that um, I'd heard a husband say, as je kleine wit sokkies aan het met high heels, dan like it terrible. And I just want to say, so there are certainly changes that we need to make as ladies as well. <laughs> so it's, it's good for husband and wife to make a list of what I call me change and other change. So the changes I need to make that would be helpful when we go back, get back together and the changes you need to make. And then the wife does the same thing. Then you sit with your, your lists. Those are important lists because you, the two of you can then decide, okay. So let's take the most important two changes on the list. And in this week, inshallah, we will start implementing those two changes. And that's how you look at, I say, you work with a pot of change and a pot of joy. Now, in the pot of change, you have all the changes that you'd like each other and of yourself to make, to have a different marriage by the grace of the Creator. And the pot of joy, you put in there things that are joyful that the two of you can do together. Time spent, you know how often people will say, I just want a little time with him. I just want him to sit and speak with me a little bit. I just want him to hug me or kiss me when he comes in and he greets me. You know, those are very important events and experiences in a marriage that beautifies the marriage. It's not the type of thing that should be neglected. More so, it is not the type of thing that you start the marriage with and it isn't even there. You know, then you kind of think, but we are still in the honeymoon phase and he doesn't even hug me or kiss me. So those are the things that I think are important for us to know. We need to put it in our marriage. We need to have these conversations. You know, I think a wonderful question to ask of your husband and your wife is to say, sweetheart, teach me how to love you in the best of way. And then when they teach you, so they'll ask you, do this, do that. I don't, I like it when you do that. It makes me happy when you do this. You know, it's about doing things that makes the other person happy. That's when you show caring. It's when you listen. It's when someone says, sweetheart, will you put the phone down now? Because I just want you to look at me a little bit. That you do that. I mean, I would recommend to people that they put their phones on, you know, a kind of cupboard arrest. You come home, you're now together, you put your phone in the cupboard. 
and perhaps the two of you can decide at a certain time for half an hour for people who say that they must be online to check things. You take your phones out, you do the checking, you follow up on things and you pack it away again. Because when you are with your loved ones, you are then with family time, not phone time, not laptop time, not iPad time and iPhone time. And you tell me all the different technology. It's not technology time. It's family time. You know, what we see is you see everyone on their phones, no playing, not with the children, not with a baby, nothing like that happens. So it's time that we relook what is putting our marriages at risk. And again, I want to say, you know, when when a husband has walked out on you with your two little ones or three little ones, my goodness, before you take him back, Serious conversations need to happen between you and your husband, between your father and your husband. You know, this thing of, my pa can for me nix any because ek is getrouwd met jou pa nie, ek is getrouwd met jou. You know, you are the daughter of a father. Your father has a right to say to your husband, you will treat my daughter as Allah wants you to treat my daughter. Your father has a right to do that. And don't let anyone tell you that your father or your mother does not have a right. For them to to do things respectfully, for them to do things in a way that brings the couple together is important. But to say that parents don't have a right when children are ill-treated, that is not true. That is really a misconception. That is a myth. A parent has a right to say, I've noticed how you speak with my child. It saddens my heart. I would like for you to speak with my child respectfully. A parent has a right to do that. So yes, let's look at SMSs that I've received. You can SMS me on the SMS number 47913 or you can phone me on the number 021-442-3530. We enter the program via CSOS Helpline with Shahida Kali. For now, I'm going to ask that a beautiful Kasida be played for you. But I'm if there are commercial news to be taken, then perhaps we must first play the commercial news and then we can play the Kasida. But I think we don't have. I think we've taken the commercial news already so we can take a beautiful Kasida. Stay with us and enjoy. Welcome back. We have very little time left over in the program. This is VOC SOS Helpline. Let's go to one of the SMSs. It says it's the SMS with the last uh, two digits of 27. Um, If a wife has received one talaq, can she ask for a fasakh? Yes, you can ask for a fasakh. You know, I'm assuming you had one talaq. Muraj'ah was was done. Therefore, you're still in the marriage. Um, Of course, you can ask for a fasakh and go through the process if a second talaq is not going to be given so here that answers that um, and then we go to is a woman um, my let me just see there is a lady who has had a talaq um, and she has a child but she's pregnant now again from another person she doesn't want to get married because of the bad experience of the marriage um, and um, she's she's concerned 
to you know about the well-being of the pregnancy so she's not letting this new person in i think it it really sounds and i'm really going to be very very quick it sounds like a not an easy um, situation to be in with lots of stuff happening because why is she now not getting married to this person but she's pregnant from this person so are there issues there and perhaps to seek advice and to seek assistance um, religious assistance as well as perhaps a little bit of therapy would be helpful for her to work through perhaps a previous trauma of that held the talaq um, and what had happened in the pre in the previous marriage i think so therefore i'm really strongly going to recommend go for therapy as soon as possible but also some religious guidance because there's already a pregnancy and what is really happening here so that you can get really good guidance on this inshallah may allah guide us all inshallah to better decisions that we have to make for ourselves and also our babies then another um, message um, it says um, the this person has is planning to get married and she wants to know whether it's okay for her to speak with the the future husband's sister to ask about you know how does he handle certain situations it seems as if she understands when he's under pressure he doesn't cope very well and she thinks that he's looking sad and and she actually thinks that it holds truth my thoughts are it's a little bit tricky you know you have a right to ask questions i think perhaps it is good to ask of him and perhaps if he's looking sad i'm wondering is this person depressed perhaps you know does this person need a little bit of therapy with you it is highly recommended to have a little bit of couple counseling before marriage in such a case when you're not clear about what is happening and what could be impacting on your future husband's um, mood um, if he is sad if he is depressed it needs looking at um, and it is good for you to get to know what is happening in his life and more so before you get married you know so that you make an informed decision as to the mental health well-being of the person whom you are marrying you have a right to that as all of us have a right to ask those types of questions then i go to my last um, sms i'm going to be taking hi salam i'm falling in love with my oopsie sure i'm falling in love with my brother-in-law is it haram i don't know what to do the important utter thing to do is put put space between the two of you put distance between boundary yourself um, if you believe you are starting to love your brother-in-law um, yes absolutely it would be a no-no um, you can stop yourself you know we can feel what we feel we can speak with Allah and we have a responsibility to act according to how Allah will will um, ask of us one of the references of people to be careful of and it's said over and over from a religious point of view are in-laws and you see the importance of it you see the wisdom that we have to be very boundaried with our in-laws because it's when boundaries are blurred sometimes that people fall in love with brothers-in-law and sisters-in-law. Um, you know, it is a place where you do not go because it breaks families. This is why Allah has made haram that a husband can never marry two sisters at the same time. And that is because it breaks up families. Think about you will break up your entire family. 
And you know, love? What is love if it causes such a lot of pain? By Allah, love is supposed to bring beauty and happiness and regard and the building of richness and growth has to come from love. Think about that. Don't let sadness follow your love. It is not a good start, believe me. But it is important to boundary yourself from your brother-in-law. Unfortunately, I know that they have, I've received other SMSs. There isn't time for me to respond um, to them. I would like to respond to it in my next program, inshallah. I'm going to have these um, messages perhaps sent to my phone. So from me, I need to share with you information about myself. I'm in private practice as a registered clinical psychologist. And... Um, I, in the Goodwood area, under the name Shahida Abrahams, my contact numbers are 083-233-4769 or 021-592-0563. I just want to see, I, I read, I'm reading the last message and it says, if she's still under Idda, must she wait for the Idda to be done before she can ask for a Fasakh? If you're still under Idda, then it means you are still his wife. You have to wait until that idda is finished because if he makes muraja, then the idda is finished. If he hasn't, you are no longer his wife. So the usual protocol is that you have to, because once you're under idda, then you are still his wife. The, the usual way is that, you know, the recommendation will be you wait till the Idda period is finished. And if you still believe, if he makes muraja and you want, you want the marriage to end, then you need to res uh, ask for a fasakh. If he doesn't make muraja, then after the period of the Idda, you are automatically then no longer married to him. Inshallah, I hope that that has suffice in responding to that um, question. Um, all the very best, and inshallah, I will respond to the other SMSs in my next program. From me, Shahida Kali, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and good evening.